What's happening, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Final Score Podcast. Greg Swasek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department here with you. And on this week's episode, we will talk to uh, Coach Larry O'Hara and James Partlow of the Thomas Johnson Boys Track and Field Team. Uh, Patriots just won their uh, first uh, indoor county track and field title uh, since 2012, uh, last Friday at Hagerstown Community College. Had a great meet, uh, uh, and the whole team contributed. Um, uh, they, they scored in uh, 12 of the 13 events, so it was really a, a great team effort. As TJ holds off um, uh, Urbana and uh, Ligonor um, uh, for the county title. And I'm, I'm joined uh, for our opening segment, as always, by my colleagues here at the FNP, John Cannon and Alexander Dacey. And let me just touch on the track uh, real fast here, guys, before we dive into some basketball, and some other stuff. Uh, TJ Boys win their first uh, title uh, since 2012, and then the Urbana Girls uh, continued their uh, reign of dominance with their eighth consecutive uh, county title. Um, it, it was just a tremendous uh, uh, effort uh, for the Hawks and Angeline uh, Amafia. Uh, uh, she won uh, the um, hurdles, uh, the 55 hurdles, also won uh, the uh, 300 dash and uh, contributed to a county record in the 4 by 2 relay. And, and, and uh, she was just one of the champions for Urbana. Uh, other champions included uh, Ivy Cauldron, um, uh, Samantha Hayeson. Uh, I don't have the list exactly in front of me right now, so I apologize to anyone I missed. But um, it was a great showing for the Urbana girls. And uh, this week we have uh, CMC uh, track, Central Maryland Conference track meet back at Hagerstown. Uh, so the track postseason uh, sort of kicking into high gear here. All right, guys, uh, what's, what's on the top of mind for you uh, basketball-wise? It seems like we have a clear pecking order now because uh, we've had some, a lot of weird results uh, lately. Um, I, I guess one of them, Alexander, you saw the other night with Tuscarora <laughs> upsetting Urbana <laughs> for, the, for the second time in, in, in the boys. But um, on the boys' side, it seems Frederick's clearly the yeah. best team, beating everyone they played on. Uh, um, Walkersville was was just the two losses uh, to Frederick, and then a very close game. They could have gone either way to Oakdale. They seem to be the clear number two. Mm-hmm. And then Alexander, what do we have at number three? Sort of. Um, I mean, number three right now is Urbana, and I still think fairly comfortably so. Though it is a bit of a mishmash of teams there at the at the third spot. Um, you know, it, it, or, or you know, but I really should say below those top two. I mean, you've got, you know, Urbana. You know, kind of having a, a bit of a surprise, a uh, surprise against Tuscarora again um, on Tuesday. Uh, Oakdale seems like they might be starting to finally find their stride. I know that's something uh, um, uh, Coach Coach Brandon Long told me earlier in the season was that like. He, he he felt that you know it was going to take some time, but that eventually they would be fine, and I think we might be starting to see that. Um, you know, yeah, what, they're yeah. so a bit offensively challenged, though. I right, mean, they're, they're riding they're riding their defense. They 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 played a great uh, three quarters, honestly, against Ligonier the other night mm-hmm. uh, in the boys' game, but then they scored eight <laughs> points in the fourth quarter. I, I even joked with Brandon, I was going to praise your offensive effort tonight until you scored eight points in the fourth yeah. quarter, and he laughed. So. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and Ligonor, I mean, they're, 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 they're streaky. They, 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 they can play really well, but, but they have moments where they struggle to score, and they had five points in the third quarter of that Oakdale game, which really cost them the game. 
And three of those points came at the buzzer on, 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 on a three-point shot by A.J. Uh, Volmer. So, um, so Ligonor is streaky, too. So, T.J.'s sort of fallen T- by the wayside. Yeah, I, some of that might have been Ben Perch has been injured for the last couple of weeks, so they don't quite have someone who can um, – you know, maybe command that command that 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 uh that down low position, um maybe quite as well. But even still, even before that, they they started to slip, uh towards the end of, uh towards the end of twenty twenty two, and really it's kind of only picked up steam, uh as the pages turned to twenty twenty three. So not totally sure what 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 why why the sudden, the sudden uh uh, uh you, you know free fall, but. Yeah, they, they seem to have kind of fallen out of the picture. Um, Middletown's got a good record, but I also haven't, um, I, I you know, I haven't seen him beat a really, really good team yet. I know, John, you saw them play Walkersville um, a couple weeks ago, and they got, they got, One-sided. they got hammered. So, um, you know, it, it, it you know, again, there, there, there's a kind of like tier of like teams that are decent, you know, can be really good. But also again, not quite consistent enough that could and they could fully. Here, here's a question: Is Tuscarora yeah. jumping into the mix because they started the season as one of the youngest teams in the county? It seems like they're getting better and better. I'm not gonna lie. So the uh, Tuesday night was the first time I saw them, but they have three of the most imp- weirdly like they're only four and nine, but they have three of the most impressive wins in the county, and the the two two times beating Urbana, plus beating TJ before they kind of really had fallen off. So. I, I think they might be starting to find their stride. I mean, a lot a lot of the thing is with them is a lot of it goes through Cameron Harry because he's their senior. You know, he kind of, you know, again, being such a young team, you know, he's like the one primary, I guess, primary senior that, that kind of does a bit of everything. I mean, he scores a ton, scores a ton. Like he had 20 the other night, and that was without playing the third quarter and being a little hobbled in the fourth. Um yeah, but he also he gets a ton of steals defensively. Like he he's just really well rounded, um, and kind of almost as he goes. I don't want to say fully as he goes, the team goes, but that's kind of this kind of the sense I got on 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 Tuesday. So you know, it, it, there is a bit of a, maybe a cap there or a ceiling, but you know, for a team that's four and nine, they looked awfully impressive, and they looked like they've they're, they're starting to maybe again find their stride. So they could be a late, you know. They could be like a sneaky, sneaky upset for if they have to play like I don't know if they have to play Lingenor or Oakdale or one of those teams again. But um, you know they, they're it's definitely not a team you can count out. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess it would be a bit of a major change at this point if it's uh, if it's. Two teams other than Frederick and Walkersville playing for the um, for in the CMC. Yeah, I game. think um, I, I I don't you have the standings in front of you right now, but um, I, I'd imagine they're both several games up on their nearest competition. And yeah, Fred, Frederick know. definitely. Yeah, uh, and then Walkersville has a three game lead over Middletown with with the head to head two. So, yeah, so, so it's looking like a Frederick Walkersville rematch from mm-hmm. the from the first game of the season. Wait, yeah, which uh, was very interesting because um I was CMC title. I, I was there and Frederick was actually down early early in the for a few minutes in the fourth quarter there, but then they they sort of came on late to win by six. But before the other night, that was their only single digit game this year. 
Um, uh, they but then then they only beat North uh, North Hagerstown by four. So and North Hagerstown also just beat Langenor the other night. So I don't know, maybe they're starting to yeah. I mean, come a, on a little they're, bit. They're not a bad team, and Frederick's yeah. going to have some close games. Right. I mean, they're not they're not going to wipe everyone yeah. off the floor. So. Um, on the girls' side, John, we obviously have Ligonor at fourteen and one and nine and zero in the Spires Division. Uh, who's the next team behind Ligonor? Would you say in the county? <laughs> uh, well, I mean Oakdale might be right. I'm right behind them right now. I mean we thought it was Urbana earlier in the year, but Oakdale's kind of kind of serves. But they've they've beat they've lost Ligonor twice. And um, I mean, you guys are talking about the CMC title game. I mean, it looks like Williamsport's going to get the Gambrel division. So that'll be an interesting matchup, assuming that happens in that CMC game. Uh, I, I did uh, get to see Williamsport once against Walkersville. Um, I mean, Lingenor is not – they're going to be tough to beat. They fell to Westminster, but they just got a lot of weapons. We've talked about it before. Even their bench players, if you want to call it, or could start for a lot of other teams. And they're, they're – so they're tough. They got – well, where where does Catoctin sort of fall in the pecking order on the on the girls side? Are they right in that mix for the for the number two spot? Would you say, or are they are, are they a step behind? Um, they did beat they beat Oakdale earlier okay. in the year, but I mean, I I think right now Oakdale is probably looking like the the, the better team. And, but Catoctin's one A, so when playoffs come around, I mean, they, uh, none of those teams we've mentioned before are one A, so they you know they might have a shot to still make some sort of to go pretty far in the playoffs. Yeah. Because we have sports 2A, I believe, in, in playoffs. So, Catoctin shouldn't have to worry about them. Right. It, 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 exactly. That, that's 1A versus 2A. And, and they played in Williamsport. Did, did they play earlier in the year? Do you recall? Or? Uh, they, they've, they've only met at Catoctin. Um, okay. Oh, no, no, they did play at Williamsport. My bad. My bad. Williamsport beat them. But okay, um, I yeah. guess that was up there. Yeah, you're yeah. right. So, they, they would play later on in the season. Okay. But, uh, uh, so track, uh, so basketball, we're, we're heading towards uh, the uh, conference championship games. It looks like we have a clear pecking order. Track, uh, the pecking order was established at the county meet this week and will be again um, at the CMC meet. Uh, wrestling, yeah, you, you saw an interesting one uh, this week, Alexander. Uh, two coaches uh, that, that are very close uh, in uh, Scott Tillis of Brunswick <laughs> and, uh, uh, and Trey Coates, uh, the former Brunswick coach, uh, who is now a Tuscarora. Yeah, I mean, the, so those two, I, uh, I, I learned apparently uh, they've, you know, obviously good dating back to their their time at Brunswick. You know, we're, we're very close friends, and apparently uh, Scott was the best man at at uh, Trey's wedding, um, which is which is a you know f- fun little tidbit. Maybe we'll we might do a story on that or do a story on their friendship coming up here, but. Uh, yeah, I mean the the match I saw uh, Wednesday night was Brunswick Brunswick and Tuscarora, and it was I mean most of the matches went uh, went into the third period, and it was a very kind of um, you know you know tight uh, match. I mean Tuscarora you know was 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 much better with their with their lightweights, uh, but then once you started getting to the middleweights and heavyweights, Brunswick sort of took o- uh, took over, and you know again it, it was one of those things where it was it was I think I think it, I think it was thirty to thirty. Um, and then Brunswick, uh, Brunswick closed out the final four with a um, two pins and a, a decision and a major decision. So um, you know they, they 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 held their own, but it was one of those where it definitely felt like for a while kind of could go either way. Um, is, is that why there was a big celebration, sort of, <laughs> maybe towards the end for Brunswick? Well, or? Yeah. Well, I was it was funny. I was like I was trying. I was getting a. Um, with our photographer, Cat, I was just getting a photo of the of the scorebook 
Um, and I and I hear and I just kind of hear something. I turn around and the, the the Brunswick kids are hoisting Evan Mullen, who's their 106, <laughs> above their head and like parading him around the court. He he didn't he he was the last match. He was the last match. It was already, he, it was already and he won decided, and he won right? by yeah. pin. Yeah, but the match was already decided at that point. So I guess they were just very happy. But um, he only weighs 106. Too. It's easier to carry. <laughs> yeah, could, could, yeah, could you imagine uh, <laughs> if they, they tried to pick up Mr. Uh, Riggleman? Uh, yeah, they're 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 uh, yeah that any of the heavier heavyweight the heavyweight who actually put them ahead for good right so. you yeah be practical here you don't want anybody getting that's a, that's a great point john you got to pick up the, the little guys not 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 the big ones right so um the, the interesting interesting thing that uh scott told me is this is their first of only two home matches this year um and there was there was a really good crowd that actually turned out for it so um you know i think that may have also given them a little bit of extra extra juice especially you know kind of down the down the stretch there yeah. Um, there were there was one uh, particularly exciting. It was the 170. Um, uh, Mark Cook of Brunswick. Uh, he was he was on his way to getting a major decision anyway. Um, but in the last few seconds, he uh, he he flipped his man over and uh and pinned him right as the buzzer sounded. And, and that that put that put them ahead for the first time and uh or the first time since the very very first uh bout. And um, I think that sort of gave kind of kind of gave it another shot in the arm and they they just kind of carried it out from there and, and trey coates was looking for that uh, he was questioning that that final second pin there yeah or? i mean like you know it's, it's just one of the i mean i i think it was you know it was probably i i i don't have a, a good enough eye you know and or ear for that but um i i think you know i think it's just one of those things you just kind of you know you know try to if it's close you just try to plead with the ref maybe hey you'll cut us some slack only only award him four instead of six but <laughs> yeah you know it didn't obviously didn't end up mattering in the yeah, end every what, every what, point what, counts what? in wrestling yep. and, yeah it, it didn't matter here but, right. but but you never know so all right guys anything else uh, you got in the hopper or, or wanted to talk about Oh no! <laughs> I think I'm doing Lincoln Arca talk in, in girls basketball. Yeah, that's great. So we'll, that's yeah, great, we were talking that's, about that's, that. That's but, interesting, uh, right? Yeah, I still think. I mean, I'm, I mean, Catoctin's a scrappy team and young, but uh, yeah, it'd be going to be a tough game for them. Yeah. We'll All right, guys. Uh, well, thank you as always. And when we come back, uh, we will welcome onto the program uh, Larry O'Hara and uh, James Partlow uh, of the County Champion Thomas Johnson Boys Track Team. Stay with us here on the Final Score. Last Friday at Hagerstown Community College, the Thomas Johnson High School boys track and field team won its first county indoor championship since 2012. The Patriots generated 98 points, led by a pair of victories from distance runner James Partlow in the 3,200-meter run and junior sprinter Luke Freemanis in the 55-meter hurdles. Those two 10-point victories right there proved to be the difference as the TJ boys finished 19 points better in second place, Ligonor and Urbana. But depth, uh, as it has all season, uh, really told the story for the Patriots. Uh, joining me in studio now are uh, county champion James Partlow and uh, TJ Boys coach Larry O'Hara. Guys, thanks for being here. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. It's and, our pleasure. And, and James, you, you, you weren't feeling well last week. There, there was some question whether you were even going to compete and run in this meet. So, so sort of take us through the week and, and how things progressed. So it's really interesting. So I think it was Saturday. I was coming off of coming off of the Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia Showcase, the meet down in Virginia Beach. And I had a great race, came back, 
and felt good on Saturday. Felt even better on Sunday. Went on a long run. Felt really good. Hit some good splits for that run. Um, and then felt very good on Monday. PR'd in the 400 in practice. <laughs> um, and like that that night I had like almost like kind of like a swollen throat but didn't think anything of it. Um, and then I come home and I fall off a cliff. Um, <laughs> Health-wise, you didn't literally fall off. No, <laughs> no, no. You, um, you really wouldn't have been able to run if you actually yeah, fell that, off a that cliff. Yeah, that would have been bad. <laughs> um, but at, symptoms just kept getting worse. And then I went to bed knowing I'm not going to go to school the next day. And I kind of just took it day by day. But the first day that I felt well enough to really actually be able to go to school, actually learn was friday and you had had to be there because if you weren't there yeah exactly i wouldn't be able to compete yeah did you know no matter what i felt like i was going to show up at school on friday pretty much yeah yeah because you didn't want to miss the meet obviously so so even if you felt like 20 percent um you 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 were gonna you were gonna mask up i'm sure and and, definitely make an appearance at school right a lot of it yeah i felt it at the meet and i definitely felt it the day after i had a lot of adrenaline going into this meet um and i think that really helped so what did you have like the flu or something or i really have no idea so, well, was it that pr that that pr in the 400 that, that, that <laughs> took it that took it out of you or or, or what i have no idea <laughs> so would you have like chicken soup all week or um... uh yes i had a lot of turkey broth <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Um, so how well did you feel actually going into the meet and when, and when did you know for sure that you were going to run? Um, so I think I told you this on the day that I was just going to do a warm up and see how I feel during that. I had done a little shakeout, um, when I got to Hagerstown Community College and I didn't feel the greatest. Um, or were you like at 50% better than that or probably 50%. Okay, yeah. yeah. Breathing main symptoms just breathing was shallow but then the warm-up came and i felt a lot better i don't know how (laughs) um felt a lot better and so i was like yeah let's let's give this a go um for the 800 i so so first you did a leg of the uh four by eight relays yes so so you got an 800 in right off the bat yeah and that, and that was a good test for you just to see how that went yeah, and the, whether you were going to be able little, to do anything else. The first little bit, I was, I definitely was hanging on with adrenaline like this entire meet. Um, I actually had an adrenaline hangover, I guess <laughs> you could say, the day after. Um, but I'd go out in the first uh, 400 to the 800, and I was going a little too fast. I realized midway through that I was supposed to ease it off. Um but yeah, <laughs> coach is coach, coach motion. telling me to stop. <laughs> take it, um, take it, take it easy, James. Yeah, take exactly. it easy. Um, so the then the second lap, I really ease it up. I run a perfectly fine time for being sick for three days after, uh, before, and I run a two fourteen, perfectly fine time at least for me. Um, and then after that, I I felt confident going into the rest of the meet. I knew. I didn't think I could get second and first place in the eight and the thirty-two. Well, the mile and the thirty-two, respectively. Yeah, right, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, that's right. You ran the eight as part of the relay, yes. right? Yeah. But yeah, I just went into it wanting to give my team some points and just see see how many kids I could pick off. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you gave me a great quote. I, I wasn't able to use it, unfortunately, but you said there was an angel that put wings in your yes, yes, the Lord put wings on my feet. <laughs> right, right, yes. exactly. Did you feel stronger as the meet went on? Like after after you got that first eight hundred in the I relay, and did you did you feel better? I think I felt really strong in the mile going into the two mile. I was looking forward to hurting a lot. Um, I was really not looking forward to that a lot of 16 laps of pain as i put it um i didn't really want to do it but i wanted to get my team some points and after the first mile of the 32 i felt a lot better but going into that i didn't feel the greatest right were you surprised you won and you won pretty convincingly I was too yeah quite surprised i don't i don't even know how much of a gap i won by i know it's three seconds but i can't really visualize that um but I was pretty surprised. I guess I was just feeling good, and when it time came to like start going, I went, and no one else kept up with me. Yeah, I mean, it looked like you were getting stronger as the race was going yeah, on. Too, yeah, yeah, eight hundred to go. I actually coach got some splits, but I was I was running at I think like consistent forties, mm-hmm. and then eight hundred to go. Then it goes like thirty nine, what thirty six. Yeah. 30, 30, just 38, 36, and then finished on what, like 34, I'm not mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. So it last 800, I definitely felt very good, and I, I could do this. I had moved in the lead before then, so that definitely helped as well. Yeah, I mean, th- those 10 points were huge. I mean, oh, yes. You guys won by 19. What, what did it mean to you guys to win the, the championship? It's it, it been a decade, really, since you guys have done it. Um, We had, coming off of last track season, we definitely, so we've got a group like six six or seven juniors on our team who are doing really well in their respective events and coming off of last season we saw that and we wanted we knew that we could win some stuff this year we're hoping to win counties again in outdoor um but we knew that we could do it and we had a good shot at it we just had to play our cards right and we did it and the fact that you pushed through and, and, and gave your team some points like you wanted to do, did that, and you weren't feeling your best for yeah. going in uh, for, for most of the week, did that make the victory even sweeter for, for you personally? It, it definitely gave made the victory a lot sweeter, and it definitely is giving me a lot more confidence going into the season. Like, if I had felt fine, like perfectly normal, and won the 32 and the mile, that definitely wouldn't have given me as much confidence as three days sick, second in the mile, first in the 32. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Coach, were you happy to see James in, in school on um, Friday morning? Yeah, or? absolutely. I mean, he was keeping me posted throughout the week. And, uh, you know, kind of each day it was getting a little bit better. Um, I think by right around Thursday, he said, oh, my head feels a lot better, a um, little bit of tightness, but, you know, still don't feel great. I think I'm going to go for a little bit of a shakeout on Thursday and, I think oh, you only right. got like a mile in right. about that. I was going to go for three miles, and I only ended up getting in one mile, and I felt terrible. <laughs> so he, he was keeping me posted. So, yeah, we, we were not quite sure what the uh, outcome would be. So it was Friday. literally like a race-by-race race game-time decision here because if he didn't feel well yep. on the relay, he wasn't going to do anything else. Yeah, right? absolutely. We spoke a little bit before we got on the bus, and then especially once we got to Hagerstown, and uh, we actually had an alternate warming up with him. So we had five guys warming up for the 4 by 8 uh, with that guy ready to go in case James didn't feel well. I spoke with him. It's a longer season. We've still got regionals and states coming up as well as CMCs. And, you know, there's there's bigger goals going forward. And if he wasn't feeling it, you know, there wasn't any pressure to perform 
Uh, but he went out on that warm-up, got outside a little bit, got some fresh air, came back, and he said, yeah, I think I'm going to give this a shot. So, right, yeah, so, so James gave, gave you a great effort, but you got a great effort from pretty much everyone. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I mean, talk talk about your depth, because two wins is, is great. It's great to go to a meet and, and have two of your athletes win events, but, but two wins is not a lot when it comes to wanting to win the team championship, but you guys were able to do it with only two wins. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it really was tremendous depth. I mean, with 13 indoor events, we scored in 12 of them. Uh, we even scored in some events we weren't slated to score points in um and we kind of uh beat our seed as we kind of talk about on the team so seeded eighth we'll go out and see if you can get seventh or see if you can get sixth and um so it really kind of started off with that four by eight that was one of the first scoring events uh we had a senior luke chapel was our leadoff leg and he ran a 217 kept us right in the mix and he did his job and so each leg of that four by eight did their job and i think after they kind of got fourth place in that uh, four by eight that really set the tone for the rest of the team and I think you could see that the momentum was starting to build um, and so as each of those scoring events started to come through people were stepping up and we'd get you know maybe not the first place but you might get the runner-up and a seventh place or a runner-up and a sixth place um, and so we had quite a few events where we scored more than 10 points. Right, and, and then Luke gave you a big uh, win, win in the hurdles. Talk about that because that was a great race for him. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, he's another one of those juniors that James was just talking about. Um, you know, he was actually running uh, JV hurdles last year this time, and then he comes out and he ends up being county champ. Um, one of his goals in the season was to break eight seconds, uh, so he's been getting well under that. Um, and so what a fantastic race uh, for him just to see him get out and um, – He's just an extremely hard worker, um, and but he's also very versatile. Um, I think he could eventually be a multi-athlete at the next level, um, and he's shown that with the pole vault, the high jump, uh, and he even ran a leg on our 4x4 four four at the very end of the meet. So. And did really well. <laughs> and did fantastic. Yeah, I mean, you guys are the epitome uh, of every point counts uh, in, 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 in track and field. It's not just about winning every event. It's it's. Those places are huge. Absolutely. And we spoke about that as a team kind of in the week leading up. We pulled up a, kind of a spreadsheet that the coaches put together and kind of showed where we stand based on entries and, and where we uh, match up well against other schools. And we just talked about the difference between winning and getting second um, really are those those key points in the eighth place, seventh place, sixth place. And yeah, even a one point, even if somebody can scratch out one point in an event, that, that adds up. Yeah. And even that one point you score, it's a two point swing. You know, you might push back a competitor and so they're not scoring that point, but you are. And so I think once they are aware that each spot counts, each event counts, um, it, it really started to gain momentum throughout the meet. But James, your health notwithstanding, did you guys go into that meet last Friday knowing that you could win it? Or did you did you guys think you could win, or were you not sure? Or? So early in the season, I, I came into the season late. Uh, I was coming off of cross-country season. I had done uh, the Cary, North Carolina cross-country um, – Nike Cross Country Regionals down in Cary, North Carolina, uh, prior to that. And so I was coming off of that and wanted to just give my body some rest. And so I was coming into the season late. And one of the earlier meets, everyone wanted me to race because they wanted to get the trophy because there were awards at that meet. And so everybody wanted me to race. And I said, no, I want you guys to do this without me. And they go and win it. So I... I definitely think that they could have pulled it off without me. Wait, if I had gotten like four or five points in both of my events, I still think that we would have won uh, the team. And even if I wasn't there, I still think that they would have been able to pull it off. But but you guys felt going in that, that this was yours yes. sort of for the taking? Uh, 
almost we we had some competitors definitely like Linganore Catoctin we were definitely looking at leading up to the meet. Um, and even Urban- Urbana had a pretty Urbana had a really good yeah. meet. We yeah. had no idea Urbana was there. Like we were quite surprised when they were in second place, with, right behind us. So we were kind of scared of them, but we still thought that we could pull it off. Yeah. Uh, Larry, talk about the process of building this team. I mean, you've been at TJ for, I, I believe, you told me six years now. Correct. So, Correct. Um, and it had been a while since you guys had won a team championship. Um, so so what was the process to getting the team back to the top when you took the job? Yeah, I mean, I, I've always felt that, you know, TJ has a uh, county championship level team walking the halls. That's what I tell a lot of people. So it's just a matter of uh, pulling those people uh, from the halls and getting them interested in the sport. Um, so one of my goals was to get into teaching at TJ. So I've been there. This is my fourth year. And I think uh, when you're in the halls, and if you take a look at a lot of the uh, top coaches in the county, many of them do teach within the building. Uh, it's not a requirement by any means, but it certainly helps. Uh, so you can kind of take a look and see who's doing a sport. And if they're not doing a sport, bring them on out. Um, I think even having dual sports, you know, we do have some athletes that do dual sports and being able to take advantage of that. Um, but just really trying to create an uh, environment um, where people are supportive of each other. Um, that they give them opportunities to compete. I think our county is great having JV competitions, being able to have those young student athletes that are developmental, being able to come out and give their best and really be able to compete against people that are their ability level. Um, And so I'm very thankful for the county to be able to have so many JV competitions. And even at the county championships, we had JV meets and events. So really nice, I think, for those JV athletes to be able to see how that level works and um, what they want to strive to be. And so you take a look at a Luke Manis, who was running JV previously and then being able to develop. Um, so I think being able to have a big squad and still have opportunities for all of those people to compete, um, I think that's one of the keys, um, just creating that environment and an opportunity for people to, to get better. I mean, it doesn't happen quickly, though. And, and much like your victory in the county meet, it seems like a brick-by-brick process in in getting this thing built it absolutely does and uh you know that success kind of breeds success you know once people hear about that and see that their classmates are doing well uh, on the track or in the field um you know they start to bring each other out and so you bring those friends along and then that's where you really start to get the uh um the overall successes as a team but yes it it takes some time and word of mouth kind of spreads and um you try to have to reach reach out and get people but um yeah, it takes time, but I, th- I think we've uh, developed a pretty good program so far. You, you're a Frederick native. Did you run uh, track? And- yeah, I'm actually a TJ graduate, uh, 1997, um, and I ran track and cross country and indoor track as well right. at TJ. So, were you, um, were, you, were you faster than James? Or uh, no, no, uh, not um, certainly not cross country level. Um, <laughs> I think our mile PR is pretty close, but he's got me beaten just about everything else. Okay. So. He's like, and he's only a junior. So. Well, you guys would have to go out and race. He would have me. If it was the other way around. So. Um, but, but when did you know you wanted to get into coaching? Um, so really, uh, I was a graduate student at Salisbury University, um, and I was able to do a graduate assistantship uh, with my coach uh, at the time. Um, so that was my first year of really being able to kind of paid for grad school. I was still able to kind of train with the team, but it kind of gave me a taste of what coaching was like. Um, after that, I started teaching here in Frederick County. Um, my old coach at TJ was coaching at Mount St. Mary's at the time, uh, and he offered was that me. Coach uh, Deegan? Uh, no, his name is Jason Anderson. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, coach Deegan was there. He was the head coach, but Jason Anderson was the distance coach at the time. Gotcha. And Jim Stevenson as well, who's still at the Mount. Um, so they gave me an opportunity to be a volunteer coach there. Um, and so that's kind of what lit the fire under me to continue coaching and, and doing distance coaching. Um, yeah, I and mean, when you took the job, did you view it as a brick-by-brick brick process, getting just gradually getting better kids to come out? I mean, you, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you knew it wasn't going to happen overnight. Sure, sure, yeah. And, you know, even the cross-country team had had uh, eight boys on it when I first started, and so this year we had well over 20 and trying to consistently keep it there. But, um, yeah, you, you know it's not an overnight thing, and um, we've had been really blessed to work with some really talented and hardworking student-athletes over the years. And so, again, the success breeds success. As uh, they start to do well, they bring others out, and then your team gets bigger, and then you have a more talent pool to pull from. Yeah. Uh, James, you referenced your cross-country season, and you were, you were the county champ uh, in cross-country. How much confidence did you get from that race? Huge confidence. Um, well, from that race specifically, I wasn't – I was really mainly – focused on regionals and states i wanted to do well at states i wanted to win counties but coming off that race it wasn't a ton of confidence but coming off the cross-country season in total it gave me a lot of confidence it's given me a lot of confidence going into track season at what i can do on the track yeah because you won counties and you won regionals too right no i actually i got sick (laughs) yes yep i actually so it was a lot. Do you, do you push yourself too hard? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea. <laughs> is that why we're, um, we're, try, we're trying to figure out the diagnosis I swear I get here. good sleep. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. Um, so, you, but, so you didn't run at regionals? or No, I ran at regionals. I placed third. But it was, it, it was a very slow race. I think it was the slowest race I ran all season. And it's the TJ course. It's one of the fastest in the county. Um and so running a very slow 5K on one of the fastest courses around, like that's kind of crazy. But I placed third. It was fine. And then were you 100% for states? or um, I was not. I, okay. Yeah, it, I had a, a pretty big sickness. I was, I was able to go to school, but like my running was not peak. And so I, I, that carried through. But I think what Coach said, it, everything happens for a reason. And because – of that sickness, I was able to like lay it off for count uh, for regionals and states, and I was really able to turn on the jets for training and then do really well down at Cary, North Carolina. And you didn't get sick for North Carolina. Too. No, I did not. <laughs> no. Okay, <laughs> all right, all right. And, and and tell us about. I mean, you, you plan these things out. Like you, you told me at county cross country that even on family trips, you would you would you would plan out. You would you would like look these places up and where you were going. And, and, and you would find running tracks and stuff like that. So yes, sort of I talk did. about that. Um, coming off of last track season, I think I said this in the paper, um, I had a lot of momentum. I did really well. I far exceeded my expectations. And I, I, it definitely happens to a lot of people. I, you realize, okay, I can do this. So let's do this. <laughs> and so over the summer, I started training a lot harder. And part of that was training over vacations. I've definitely slacked off in past years in training over vacation. Well, you're, you're, on, you're on vacation, though, so, so you're allowed to slack off. Well, right? I don't know. I mean, if you want to win a county title, then I don't know if ah, you are. there we go. The, the, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the price of winning. So Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so there was no sleeping in on va- on these vacations for no, you? No, I was getting up, actually. I was waking up my mom 
to go run so that she could bike beside me. I'm, I'm sure she loved that. She's like, I'm, vac- I'm on vacation. And uh-huh. You're waking me up at like, what, what time would you get up? Like four in the morning or something no, like that? Uh, no, yeah. six. <laughs> six. But, but she, was, six on she vacation. was usually on vacation. up anyway, Okay. Which, which usually helps. But she didn't want to get out of bed. <laughs> right. Well, I, I understand that. I, you, you can't blame mom there. No, and, I and, definitely And what, she would ride the bike? Uh, she would ride the bike uh, beside me. And in places she that we have like a water and towel. No, she wouldn't you? just oh, okay. just riding the bike. I I usually don't run with water or anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and, and she would just make sure you were okay, or yeah, keep, that was that was the main keep you company and stuff like that. Keeping or? company, making sure that I was okay on like trails that she couldn't ride the bike. She would just walk, um, and make sure that I was still okay. Would she, would she stay with you on the bike and stuff like that or would she just So on the bike she would stay up with me, but on trails she would just walk and I would go off on my own. Okay. What was was it cool kind of exploring these new places and these it, new it trails? It was I loved it. I loved it. Um one of the places was down in uh near Roanoke, Virginia. It's Clater Lake. Um there's a really nice trail down there uh, following a um old railroad bed. And it would take you across all sorts of countrysides and across this really beautiful river. Um, And so it was really fun exploring that. And then out in Ohio, we found out that Ohio has an insane network of trails, which looked amazing. Also taking out in the middle of the country and then into the middle of towns. It was amazing. And then up in New York, that was all trail running um, in the middle of the woods, wilderness. Actually, one of my runs, it took me through a field, and I felt like I was a deer running through the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's kind of fun, though, right? Oh, it, it was it was a lot of fun. A little sometimes I I was a little wigged out, um, because I'm all alone and I'm running. I don't even know if I'm still on the trail at some points. <laughs> well, there was actually one run where I was running through straight mud. Did Did you have a phone to sort of no steer you nothing? Away, I had my watch, and that's it. Okay, so so, you, so but you sort of knew how to get back. I, stuff, I knew or? how to get back. Um, and, and your mom was with you too. Yes, so yes, okay, so between the two, you you probably could have figured out <laughs> a how, little how bit. To get back. Yeah, the, mo- most of the trails I could I, I could tell that I was still on the trail, but there was this one that I was. It was pretty freaky. <laughs> <laughs> how many miles did you log on vacation? Um, I would usually average around five, six miles a day. Up in New York, I averaged around like four, maybe. Uh, that week, we I was doing a lot of other activities, a lot of other activities. So, actually, one day I ran four miles and then hiked a three thousand foot mountain. Um, so that was very strenuous. And one of the days I took an off day, which I wasn't planning on. So, over vacation, I would I would average probably like thirty five forty miles a week. But the New York week, I probably averaged I think like twenty five thirty. So, so we, could, we could safely call this a working vacation. Then. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. I, I had a goal in mind, and I wanted to do it. I wanted to do well at states. I wanted to do well at counties. Yeah, I mean, all that and all that dedication but, and hard work paid off. Oh, you. it definitely did. But if you had told me, uh, for some reason, I realized I wanted to win counties. I wanted to win regionals. But for some reason, that didn't click that I would win other races before that. So I was very ecstatic when I started winning races beforehand. Yeah, that gave you a shot of confidence, I'm sure. A lot into, of confidence. Heading into county, and if you had so. told me that I was going to go down to Nike Cross Regionals at the end of the season, I would have called you a lunatic. Right. 
Uh, Larry, do you hold up James's dedication on vacation and show show your other kids saying this is this is what it takes? Absolutely, and they see it on a day to day basis. You know, they see he, he's usually one of the last ones still stretching. He's one of the ones that really focuses on the drills. Uh, so he, he really does lead by example like that. But yeah, it's a perfect testament to hard work paying off. Absolutely. Yeah, and we, and we talk about James a lot, and we talked about Luke's big win. But who are some of the other kids that really help help make all this success possible for you? Oh boy, uh, it's a great list. Uh, um, on the distance side, uh, Jonathan Regulus, he's a sophomore for us. He ran four events. He was a leg of the 4 by 8 as well with James. Uh, he scored um, points in the 1,600. He scored points in the 800. And then he came back and ran a third leg on our 4 by 4 that got third. So that was a really a key performance, getting four hard races from him. Um, also, we have a, a baseball player, Danny Orr, um, who picked up throwing the shot. Danny got second for us. And Spencer DeWeese also got some key points in the shot put. Um, High jump was another good event for us. Dylan Awusu did very well there, as well as in the pole vault. Um, and then Chris Hall in the sprints, uh, Kalani Puyuloa uh, in the 300. Um, it was just a great, great overall team performance. Yeah, you said you said uh, in the high jump and those throwing events, you weren't getting points previously, but now, but now you are getting those Absolutely. points. Absolutely. And that makes a difference. Yeah, and um, Luke Fermanis' dad, um, Jeff, um, he started coaching with us this year. Um, and he's really get, uh, been a solid uh, uh, addition for us, um, just being able to oversee the high jump, oversee the shot put, um, and just building the numbers there and um, really some key points for us, it's, absolutely. It's really crazy. My freshman year, I came in, and the distance would carry, absolutely carry. We won an outdoor county championship being carried by two uh, distance kids, Alex Lombardo and Mac McKeever. We all got carried, and everybody knows it. And it's really amazing how far the – team has come along we've gotten be much better sprints much better field events and distances stayed right on top um it's it's really amazing how far this team has yeah gone. now you're scoring in 12 out of 13, 12 out of 13 yeah. points that that is insane at the county meet it's remarkable so um so, so what are your expectations for this group uh, coach uh, going forward here as we head into the postseason state sure so um you know the big goal for indoor is the state championships um so we've got cmc's coming up friday um uh, it's a good solid you're, you're, meet you're back at hagerstown right? back at hagerstown correct and then we go to the baltimore armory february 9th for the 3a west region um so it's a solid region uh they break down uh the state only into three regions indoor so it's a big meet uh, but you got to finish top four in your event to be able to advance to state. So um, that's kind of the next order of business is trying to get as many people in that top four uh, to get down to PG Sportsplex uh, February 21st. And then once we get to state, of course, trying to perform the best we can, just kind of see where we stack up within the state. Right. Is the indoor season is it sort of a weird animal? Because, there, I mean, there's not a lot of indoor training facilities around here. You have to go to Hagerstown or, or somewhere else, or, or you just use – Use school, use the hallways, use the gym, you're outside in cold weather. Yeah, yeah, we're still waiting on Frederick to build an indoor track somewhere for us. But, uh, um, you know, we, we've been very lucky. I mean, this year has actually been a very mild winter. Um, the distance kids, really, other than today, uh, it was one of the few days that we, we actually came inside. So we've been luckily uh, able to get training in outside. Um, as far as sprints and throws, we do have space inside of TJ. We're able to come inside and um, get some high jump work done. Um, coach Shipley, uh, he's a very good pole vault coach. He coaches not only TJ student-athletes, but 
athletes from all over, uh, really the state. Uh, he's got his indoor vault lab uh, over off of um, Route 85. So a couple days a week, he's got people vaulting inside over there. Um, so again, it just goes, you know, with our, our coaching staff being able to have the, the depth to cover all the different event areas and be able to <laughs> utilize the facilities we have. And, and I'm sure you have stories of indoor seasons past where you're like shoveling snow off the track and stuff like that. So absolutely. The COVID year, we actually had indoor track outdoor cause they wouldn't let us inside. And so we were hosting a meet against Tuscarora and we were out there shoveling snow and it made for some really cool pictures, but uh, <laughs> running outside in February is not, not ideal. It's not a lot of fun. I don't <laughs> no. know very- putting our legs up against the stands to drain all the blood so that we wouldn't be as cold. It was, it was, it was brutal. <laughs> that is not so, so James, we have our sights set on winning the state team title uh, for, for 3A? Uh, not this year. Not this year. Next okay. year. Next year, I think we can do it. Okay. But but you just want to do get the best uh, result you can definitely, this year. Definitely okay. do as well as we can at states this year. But next year, I, I definitely believe that we if we play our cards right and if everybody trains hard, we could totally win states. So are we, are we going to put you in a bubble of some sort heading uh, <laughs> into these meets? Do, do we have to do we have to do we have to, we have to seal you yeah, off um, uh, to, to keep the germs away from I'm, you? I'm or? starting to take more supplements, uh, vitamin C, to keep my body in check. And, and don't run so hard going into these meets because that because that that seems to be the pattern, right? Where where you, you like PR or something and then, and, then, and then you get I sick. I don't get it. So, I don't get it. Yeah. No, no more hard workouts for you. Then. Right. So <laughs> I'm fine with that. <laughs> Guys, I uh, really, really appreciate you coming in. I uh, wish you continued success this season. Uh, once again, CMC, uh, Central Maryland Conference Championship meet Friday at uh, Hagerstown Community College. Then you're um, at the Baltimore Armory for regionals. And then states are uh, February 21st. February 21st down at Landover at the PG uh, Sportsplex. So that is uh, Coach Larry O'Hara and James Parlow. Guys, uh, th- thanks so much again. Thank you, Thank Greg. you for having us. Appreciate and, it. And that'll do it for us this week here on The Final Score. Thanks to uh, Alexander Dacey for coming on a little earlier to talk Frederick County sports. And uh, we appreciate it. And we'll be back next week with another episode. So have a great week, everyone. Mm-hmm.